I've always had a home office. I have been working exclusively from home now for about 10 years, but so many of you now face for the first time having to try and be productive and maintain your sanity, maintain your marriage or relationship from a home office. And there are some skills that I've learned over the years that may be relevant. So I'm going to share those with you in this week's podcast. By the way, uh, just as a complete aside, curious how this podcast is going to sound. I last night uh, configured and set up a new podcast recording setup. I bought the new Rodecaster Pro audio interface and I am using it for the first time in this podcast. And it has a preset for my Electro Voice RE20. So I'm just curious. Uh, I'm really excited to edit this podcast and have a listen and hear how it all comes together. But that's, uh, you know, that's kind of down in the weeds. Today, we're going to be talking about working from home. You maintaining your sanity, maintaining your marriage, maintaining your productivity, working from a, a new environment, which is an old environment, your home. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. As I record this podcast, we are right in the middle of the COVID-19 shutdown, and so many of you are now facing a life where you're working from home. Now, I have personally worked from home for 10 years, as have most of my colleagues. Most of the people in the same space as I am work from a home office at least part of the time, so it's not too unusual for us. It is increasingly unusual that the entire family, of course, is being quarantined together, and so you've got all of your children, your spouse, all in the space, which creates a whole series of new challenges. For example, in my life, I've always had the home to myself. My wife goes to work. She's a teacher. Uh, during the summertime, I guess during the summertime, we, we have experienced, uh, we have experienced a, a lot more uh, of, the, of her being around while I am working. And I have, in the past, noticed a significant drop-off in my own personal productivity Come summertime, and that's it's not un it's not unwelcome. I I enjoy having Shan around, and I'm happy to work a little less on work and enjoy family time a little bit more. But now it's forced upon us, so the world is a little bit different, and we need to set up rules and systems to maintain both our productivity and our sanity and our relationships. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I reached out to a whole bunch of my friends, all of the people that work online and ask them what their best tips were for working from home. So I got a, I have a nice baseline of kind of cool ideas that others do. Now, everybody's going to put together their own cocktail of how they work together, but this podcast is going to be food for thought, and I would love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Uh, be sure to drop by our Facebook group. We have the Gray Zone Facebook group, which has become increasingly active. There will be links in the show notes, uh, but drop by and tell us how you are maintaining your sanity while working from home. I want to do a quick shout out to those of you who make this podcast, heck, to the entire Dotto Tech platform possible. And that is our community of support 
on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding service. It's similar to Kickstarter, but for content creators like me. And we've got an amazing community who support us financially, making it possible for us to create this podcast, our weekly tutorials on Webinar Wednesday, our YouTube videos, pretty much everything that we create. So I'm asking you to consider supporting us. There are perks, and the perks are terrific. For our $10 a month patrons, which is the vast majority, the perks include access to our Webinar Wednesday archives, where we have over 100 tutorial webinars on productivity, online marketing, and content creation. And our latest perk is free access to our online course, Don't Retire, Rewire, which teaches baby boomers and Gen X what their online options are for reinventing themselves instead of retiring. The links are all in the show notes below, or just remember, patreon.com slash dottotech. Most of us who work from home historically have done so by choice. It's been a lifestyle decision that we've made, so we have gone into it with a very positive attitude and not been forced into it as as we all are today. So we've entered it from a very different perspective than perhaps you are facing right now as you re-engineer your lives to allow for this new reality that we're in. But regardless of that, we still have had some unexpected pleasures and some unexpected challenges in working from home. So as I reached out to my community, some some really interesting ideas came back. I mean, the one overriding recommendation that everybody made, every single person, and I certainly would have been the first thing in mind as well for me, is you have to make sure to remain active, that you don't end up closing yourself down so much that you end up like almost like with tunnel vision where you, where the world gets very small around you. Depending on where you are and what your situation is, making sure that you get some exercise. If it's exercise within your within your home environment, that's one thing. Better yet, of course, getting outside and going for a walk if that is an option for you. Fortunately for us, where I am, we still have the ability to get out and go for walks. Our parks aren't closed or anything along that line. We're asked to maintain a distance right now with the virus, but I go, you know, I always have gone for walks every day, uh, as well as a regular fitness routine, going to the gym. Of course, going to the gym doesn't happen anymore, but working out at home does now happen. And we make sure religiously that we adhere to that. Staying physically active is, is absolutely crucial as we go through this period of, as we go through this period of shutdown and working from home, it's easy to just sit on your ass and kind of just almost vegetate in front of your computer as you work. So going for walks, of course, for me, Farley, uh, my, my, my companion for many, many years, uh, insists on it at any rate. So we've always gone for at least three or four walks a day and they're not super long. They're like one and a half or two kilometers each, but they do get me out, get fresh air. And I always come back energized. So making sure that you do your walks, that's gotta be number one, getting out and exercising in all aspects. Now, another really important thing I think for all of us as we, especially as new family members transition into our work environment or we, our work environment transitions into their home environment is setting up some rules of engagement, setting up a, uh, an understanding so that you aren't frustrated with each other and you don't have kind of unspoken frustrations building. And one of the biggest is respecting each other's space, obviously a bigger challenge than ever in this current environment. But one good way to make to set those standards is to, if you can, have a separate space where you can close the door in your working environment and ask your family to respect the door. That if the door is closed, it's as if you were out of the house. 
and not to tap on the door and knock on the door to ask you questions because you might be in the middle of a Zoom call or a conference call or you might be deep in deep work and not want to be disturbed. And of course, the knock on the door is going to disturb you. So even though you would think that it's polite to just tap on a door if somebody's there, you if you really want to be effective in your productivity and getting things done, ask your family to respect the door and to treat the door when it's closed as though you were away. If they want to reach out to you, text you just as they would normally. When the door is open, you're far, you're not in deep work. You're not as concerned. They can pop their head in. They can chat with you, that sort of thing. That's great. And I mean, there's the nice benefit of that as well at that point. But when the door is closed, set that up as an expectation of really respecting the distance in the space. You will all appreciate it and you will be much, much further ahead. There's lots of environments, however, where you don't have a door. So what do you do in that case? I would recommend in that case that you use another visual clue which has some extra benefits, which is use a set of headphones, especially over the ear headphones. If you're sitting down and working on your notebook, even at the kitchen table, and you've got over the ear headphones on, it means that you are at work. So just imagine, ask your family just to imagine that you are not there anymore, that they have to text you if they want to be in touch with you, but to respect the fact that you are concentrating on what you're working on at that time. Now, it's obviously far more difficult to remain focused on that if you're sitting at the kitchen table while your partner is, say, cooking next to you. However, you can also use music. You can also use some of the different music apps, such as Brain FM or Focus at Will, to play music into your headphones, which will help you facilitate your concentration. I've done a few videos on this topic. I'm a big fan of the concept of music that helps enhance focus. Uh, so I've got some videos on focus at will. I haven't used brain FM, but I hear great reports on that. Again, I'll put links in the show notes and that might be one of the most valuable tools that you can add to your arsenal. As we face this a set of headphones, and you can even have in the ear headphones. You could, you be using your Bluetooth headphones if you have an iPod or something along that line, but having those headphones in and playing the music that helps enhance focus and concentration, it will could end up being a one of the kind of the magic bullets that you have to deal with distraction and, and it helps you maintain your productivity in this new working from home environment. So respecting each other's space, really a crucial aspect, not just for your productivity, but also to maintain your relationships so that you don't end up getting frustrated and angry. Because I know, we all know that one of the real the, the, the things that I'm most afraid of is what is the impact that this that this for being forced to spend as much time together as as we are facing, what's it going to do to relationships and everything that we can do to respect each other and to maintain our personal relationships uh, in the inside the family unit uh, is 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 well worth considering and going the extra mile for. So number one, respect the space. Let's talk about the space for a second as well. Setting up a comfortable work environment. If you have the ability to work from the same location at all times and be able to set up a good work environment, then setting it up to for success is crucial. Making sure it's not too cluttered, that you have a nice clean work surface to work from, that there's some good natural light if you can have that. Chairs are ever so important. Uh, the a chair that you have in your office, I can almost guarantee you, is far more conducive to you spending a few hours working in than any chairs you have in the home. So if you can, purchasing a new office chair. If not, if you can get into a space where you have a sit-stand desk of some sort, 
that will really help you as far as your own physical sense of well-being as you work. Now, when I moved into this new house that we're in now, my personal office that I worked from was not set up for, actually, my new desk didn't arrive in it for, I think, three weeks when I, two or three weeks when we first moved in. So I actually just had moving boxes in here and made a standing desk out of the moving boxes. And I got to tell you, I was pretty productive through that period of time until my new office furniture arrived. So think about just jury rigging some sort of a standing desk environment for you. Since most, so many of you are working with a notebook computer anyways, that might end up being something that you, if you've never experimented with it before, you'll find that you actually can be really productive. And of course, it's a far healthier position to be in. It's an option that you have for increasing your productivity and perhaps even being working a little bit healthier. So jury rigging some sort of a standing desk environment might be worth considering. But overall, really paying attention to having a pleasant place to work. Light for me, uh, you know, I've got these beautiful windows that I face in my home office, which make uh, every day they, I just, I know that I benefit from the natural light coming in and nature being right there. Uh, it's often a little bit of a downside. I'm only one, one flight removed from the street. It's a quiet street, but occasionally trucks rumbling by will interrupt a podcast that I'm recording. Or if I'm doing a live stream, people will hear some, a little bit of noise coming from outside if somebody's mowing their lawn or something. But that's a that's a small price to pay, and in fact, in this day and age, that might be a it might be an, an advantage to have a little bit of other life trickling into into the environments that we're in. So, paying attention to that space around you and making it uh, pampering yourself as much as you can. Some people like to make sure that they have the music that they want in that environment. We certainly talked about headsets. Other people will use uh, will use some sort of a diffuser to to help them uh, by you know creating a, a nice smell and a nice aroma in the area that helps them focus on their work and helps to calm them. Play around with all of those sorts of things. They are all things that will help you. And one of the things that I found, I use a diffuser quite often when I'm working, especially when I'm really concentrating on on uh, when I'm really getting into deep work and the muscle memory from using some form of aromatherapy is, is, is not to be ignored when I, when certain scents now, when I use a certain, uh, when I use some of the different, um, uh, fragrances, I almost, I can almost feel my muscle memory settling in and going, ah, now it's time to work. Uh, as does, you know, the music for me, uh, having those, having those triggers help me to stay focused and concentrating. Cause one of the challenges that we will discover as we work from home is, the new distractions beyond the old distractions in the office. Now, depending on where you work, you know, you know, you know how when you get into that point where you're kind of hitting a little bit of a brick wall, you're maybe being a little bit fatigued as far as as far as what you're working on, and you need that little bit of distraction. So maybe you would go to Twitter or to Facebook and see what's happening. You might get up and walk to the water cooler, or you know, do a walk around the office and come back to your desk. In the home environment, one of the big challenges is when you're a little bit uh, distracted or wanting some distraction. You know what's right downstairs or just around the corner is the kitchen with all of the wondrous things that the kitchen holds. You can go make yourself a snack, which right now, even as I record this podcast, seems like a very appealing option for me. Hmm, rather than working, I can go make myself a nice grilled cheese sandwich. That would be awesome and not so healthy and, and really a, a bad <laughs> We all are probably going to end up coming out of this lockdown a few pounds or many pounds heavier if we're not careful. 
a friend of mine, Rebecca Coleman, who works from home, she's actually a food blogger. Her recommendation when I reached out to the community, I thought was really intriguing. Rebecca batches all of her lunches on the weekend. She builds all of her lunches out on the weekend and puts them in the fridge so that when she does get a little peckish, when it does reach that time of day and it's lunchtime and she's hungry, she doesn't eat fast, you know, things that are quick and comfort food to create, but instead she has these healthy meals that she has pre prepared already that she gravitates to and she eats and she finds that she needs to do that. If not, she will eat things that are not that healthy for her. And you you all know exactly what happens. You go down to the kitchen and you make yourself something that's kind of all fatty and tastes great. It makes you feel good while you're eating. But then don't you come back lethargic from that as opposed to eating nice healthy food that make you feel good about yourself and you know that you've, you've, you've nourished your body and you can get back to work. So planning out your strategy around what you're going to eat and when you are going to eat it and the discipline you apply in the home office is well worth considering. And the longer that this goes on, the more damage that can be done if you don't exhibit some sort of discipline. So right off the gate, right this week, why don't you start thinking about your food strategy working from the home office and recognizing that it is more of a challenge than you might have thought when you first started. Now, dealing with focus and concentration is another issue. Uh, for a lot of us, the uh, when we're feeling a little bit unfocused and we're losing the ability to concentrate on the job at hand, a lot of us that work from home have a very common strategy I find amongst my peers is we get up, leave the house, go to a coffee shop with our notebook and sit down in a coffee shop and have a coffee and get back to work. And for some reason, I don't understand why, maybe it's hearkening back to our days of as a student and going to the library where you're working in an environment with other people that's kind of background noise-ish. Uh, but that allows a lot of us to kind of get back on task and get focused and get working again. Of course, that's not an option while we're in lockdown. We can't just go to a coffee shop. So how can we recreate that kind of that semi-distracted environment that actually ends up being the mere image of that distraction and allows us to concentrate. Well, Gord Eisman, a friend of mine in Toronto, says that he jumps on calls, jumps on a Zoom call or a FaceTime call with a friend who is also working, and they basically co-work. They, they're accountability partners as they just open a connection, say hi to each other, tell each other a little bit about what they're working on, and then settle down to work. And that, that hearing the person tip, tip, tapping in the background as you're uh, on their keyboard, as you're tapping away on your keyboard, helps you focus. People doing things, being busy, helps you stay on focus and be busy. And I like that environment. And it adds to the social, it, it, it eliminates some of the social isolation as well. I mean, I'm talking here a lot about the challenges that I experience and many others experience who have a family unit around us, who have kids and a wife or a husband and a spouse that are now suddenly into our workspace and we're having to cope with with that. There's a lot of you as well that are experiencing isolation and loneliness because you're single and you are now hyper isolated and you don't have, and you're craving, you're wishing you had somebody around to break the monotony and to share with, but you're now left alone. That's gonna cause a whole different set of challenges and you're gonna have to come up with strategies around that. 
I don't know if for those people that video conferencing is a is a balm for that situation, if it, if it really gives you that social interaction that you crave, but it's the closest thing we can come up with right now. So it's certainly worth looking into. And I wouldn't be at all embarrassed or, or concerned to talk to some of your different peers that you work with and suggest that as an option, reaching out, doing having kind of just a work and accountability time. Set a time run it. You do, do it almost like Pomodoro. Say, look, we're going to get together for an hour, an hour and a half, have the connection open, chat a little bit at the beginning, check in partway through, chat with each other a little bit at the end. You get some social interaction and you get a lot of productivity done. And you get that bonus of being able to share with each other. You know, I, hey, I accomplished this and I had a little bit of breakthrough here. So you get some of that nice benefit from that as well. I like that tip. That's a, that's a darn good tip is find a way to co-work a little bit. The next thing that we've all done who work from home is figuring out the routine that works best for you. The routine that worked in the office might not necessarily be the routine that you want to have at home. One thing I will encourage everybody to do is stick to some form of routine and regimen. Try and work the same way day after day because that muscle memory is important and that will see you through a lot of issues. But there is, of course, a big difference in, from when we used to get up, get dressed, commute into the office to work. And one of the things that we can look at as a blessing in this is we don't have that commute time anymore. I mean, how many of you spent a half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour each way going back and forth to work, even longer than an hour in some cases, going back and forth to work? Now, that is a gift. That is found time. So I, I think a lot of us say, oh, great, I can do that extra work. But I would recommend that you take that time and you give yourself a gift. Spend some time reading a book. If you like doing yoga, do, uh, do some yoga. Maybe your exercise happens in that time, which means you don't have to exercise later on and take away from some other time that you're going to do. But give yourself the gift of that time that you used to spend commuting. That is found time. That is recaptured. That is a gift from this particular situation, treat it as such. But beyond that, get into the routine that you would for work. So if it was, if you started work early in the morning, get up early, get dressed, have your shower, make yourself presentable and so that you feel good. It's still important to dress. It's still important to have a shower. And, and even though you could stumble down to the office still in your pajamas and get a lot of work done, I find that when I do that, I don't have the same clarity and I don't have the same commitment to kind of professionalism that I have when I take care of the, when I follow my standard routine. So I encourage you to follow your standard routine from that perspective, but a routine can change, especially when we consider all of the challenges we have with people being around. So in my house, I've always been an early starter but I'm starting even earlier in the morning with my work now because Shannon likes to sleep in a little bit. But once she's up, regardless of everything else, regardless of all of the other uh, kind of rules that we put in place, it is a little bit disruptive to my work routine. So the whole concept of the miracle morning is turbocharged for me now. I start earlier. I get way more done in the morning than I ever did before. And my morning was always very productive. But then once I hit maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, my productivity drops off dramatically. That's when we, we, instead of me taking Farley for a walk by myself, we go as a couple and we go for a walk, come back, make some lunch. So now uh, the routine is far more what it would be maybe on a weekend or during the summertime. But I have time shifted my productivity into spaces that are conducive to me getting that work done. When the house is quiet, when I'm not, when I don't have the distraction of other things. Also, often, 
spent time later at night when they are watching TV. But that's always been a productivity time for me as well. When the family's home from their normal work environment, watching TV, sometimes I'll watch TV with them, but sometimes I'll sneak up to the office and do some more work at that point there. So that hasn't changed too much. But the morning, time shifting as much work as possible into a time when the house is quiet is a great idea. Each of you will have a different rhythm in your families or in your home environment to to find that those productivity sweet spots, but be open to modifying your schedule to take advantage of them. And now might also be a time for you to explore some of the more advanced productivity techniques that the productivity experts of the world espouse, such as the Pomodoro technique or different ways of calendar blocking your time so that you concentrate directly on different tasks at different times uh, because you need those extra mechanisms in order to actually get a lot of work done. For most of us, I think that probably the simplest one is to use a Pomodoro of some sort. That's a basically a timer. You can set up the timer as an egg timer on your desk or use uh, some sort of a timing application on your computer. But blocking your uh, kind of sprints uh, where you hyper-focus on work into 25-minute or 35-minute, whatever installment works for you. A lot of people kind of go with a 25-minute, two 25-minute sprints kind of where you concentrate on work in an hour and you have two five-minute breaks within that times that you can get up and stretch and grab yourself a coffee, et cetera. That does facilitate getting a lot more work done. And it allows you to kind of have a beginning and an end to those focus periods, which creates definition and it does help. A lot of us eschew that when we're in an office environment because because of the vagaries of the office environment and and how you, you know things are very dynamic and fluid. But consider embracing one of those philosophies. They will serve us even better now as we are in these, as we're in a little bit of an unfamiliar environment where we aren't quite as comfortable. And in some ways, you can look at this as an opportunity to re-engineer, to learn some new skills, to develop some new ways of being productive in a challenging environment. And when things return to some sense of normalcy, it may end up being a huge benefit that we've learned these new techniques and these new coping mechanisms. The final thing that I want to talk about is 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 kind of mental. It's kind of mental. It's kind of mental, Dotto. It's we have to give ourselves a little bit more grace and recognize that there is uh, Mark Schaefer, who was on with us last week, talked about the fact that in this our entire society in the, with the COVID nineteen, our society is grieving, and it's not that we're. I mean, many are sadly grieving for the human loss but we are all grieving for what we've lost as far as our freedoms and kind of we've lost a little bit of our future in in some very tangible ways. And we probably don't recognize it as grief right out of the gate, but we are, which means we're far more sensitive. We're far more, we're far more likely to get frustrated and to get angry, perhaps even irrationally when that isn't maybe part of our nature at all. And a big part of that is the constant bombardment that we have with the news coming and the confusing stories that we see. If you get your news from Facebook, for example, you're getting all sorts of conflicting stories and uh, it's just, it's, it can be very depressing and induce a tremendous amount of anxiety. Set against that, our regular work may seem somewhat mundane and even callous to be working on uh, our own projects when so much change and so much trouble is happening in the world around us. And it puts us in a difficult position for many of us, me included. 
I, if I spend time looking at what's happening in the news, it ends up diminishing the joy or the, uh, even the, uh, the, the resolve I have to get the work done that I need to get done in order that, that just has to keep going ahead. Uh, in order for us to return to any sense of normalcy, we have to have, we have to continue with at least a normal thread working through that. Finding a way to isolate yourself to an extent from the news of the world around us is, I think, a really healthy exercise to undertake. Making sure that you, while you are in your focus period, you don't have notifications turned on. You don't have Facebook open in a tab. You don't have a Twitter feed happening where you see the news and the news reports coming through. Turning off those social notifications and those news notifications will end up benefiting you tremendously over time. The other thing is, is, is now is a good time for you to reevaluate where you are getting your news from. Uh, if we rely on the feeds, if we rely on Facebook's feed or our Instagram feed, an algorithm is determining what we see. If you subscribe to different news sites, you're way farther ahead of the curve. If you have some trusted sources that you go to, you are far further ahead of the curve. And if you don't, perhaps consider re-engaging with Twitter if you've kind of lost your relationship with Twitter over time and setting up some Twitter feeds where you're just receiving news from sources that you trust and make sure that you're not getting all of this conflicting information uh, or you know, erroneous information coming that is all of the sensationalized stuff as it flows down the pipe. Building some firewalls around yourself to prevent provocative stories and just straight fake news and false stories from impacting your life, that is probably more important than ever now. And it's probably just a good exercise as well. A lot of us just kind of drift along and let the news come as the news does. And we don't spend a lot of time thinking about where we're getting our information from. But right now, where you're getting your information from and how you consume it can be, ca can be causing you some real challenges. It, it can be certainly sucking the joy out of your life, but it also could end up paralyzing you and causing anxiety and depression and all sorts of other nasty things. So find some sources that you trust, rely on them, but don't constantly be focused on them. Focus on the work that you have at hand, your family around you. Audit and stay on top of the news around, but don't obsess. Easier said than done, I know. None of us are really experts on working from home. A lot of us work from home and we have a functionality and a capacity to be able to be productive and build our businesses from home. We're an expert on how we work from home. Each person who does work from home becomes an expert in their own technique and their own style, but build your own. Look at it, try and take a step back and look at the opportunities as well as the challenges that you face working in your home environment and then come up with strategies and techniques to not just cope, but excel in them. There are some wonderful gifts that come from working at home, even if it is being conscripted to work from home and you're being forced into it. Find those little bits of joy, those things that improve your quality of life and lean into them and appreciate them and spend time thinking about them rather than thinking about the challenges and the frustration that comes along with dealing with this new world that we are in for the foreseeable future. 
If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, make sure you subscribe in your podcast app of choice. And if you have some time, drop a review. It helps us tremendously with our SEO and with people discovering gray matters, people offering reviews, the podcast companies just love that. And if there's somebody in the gray zone that you know, a baby boomer, a Gen Xer who's looking to pivot perhaps, who really needs to understand that they are still relevant in this online world and how to build that relevance, please share gray matters with them. Let them know and bring them into the community. We have room for all. Until next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. <laughs> <laughs>